Welcome to another episode of Lifelong Learner. This is the Out of Class Edition with Ben, Janesh, and Matt. Hope you enjoy. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Lifelong Learner. Morning, Ben. How are you doing? Janesh, mate, really good. Really good. Good to see you. And how good is the weather today in Melbourne? I know. I know. It's been, I feel like it's been a while since we've been able to say that. Yeah, it has been a while, except uh, we had incredible weather Thursday, Friday for my big hike. Oh, mate, uh, we talked about it at the end of degrees. last year, I mean last year, last podcast about challenge, mate, yeah. and uncomfortable situations. And, mate, tell us about this uh, epic hike. You went to well, condense a four-day hike, I heard, into two days. Yeah, so it was kind of double, double, double the distance in double the speed because we need to do two days mm. in in just one day. So mate, it was epic and it's what I call a long, hard. I realised that in life there are short, hard things, things that you just got to do in the minute mm-hmm. you know, and, then it's, and then it's over. Maybe it's, it's for an hour, something that's hard for an hour. Then there's long, hard things. Things that just go on and on and on and on. Um, and this was one of those long hards. Mm. So, uh, mate, it was really, really good. I got to do it with Logs. And, um, but it was one of the top three hardest things. Wow. Top three, top three hardest things. Yeah. Um, what made it hard? Hot. Like mm. an unusually hot. You know, like you, you acclimatise. Mm. Down here in Melbourne, we just had sort of cold weather for a bit. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, and it was actually quite cool on the Wednesday. <laughs> and then Thursday we woke up and the sun was shining, the skies were blue, and it, it got to 35 degrees on the mountain that day. And we're hiking double distance, not double speed, but attempting to. Um, and, and then the next day was 40 degrees. Yeah up there and so that was that made it hard um what also made it hard is deciding to do something new something different which was to no longer use my hiking shoes my hiking boots but to wear barefoot style runners um Mm. with my busted up foot and Mm. to try those on a on a a hike and that, that just that just didn't work mate mate so I, I got a question before you go any further <laughs> what how did you think that was going to be a good idea well i've given myself kind of a month before to sort of get used to them a bit did you do any hiking in them no, so running and hiking, two different, there's two, they're actually very different activities. <laughs> yeah, as you learned, as you learned on the weekend, on the last week. Walking is, is a, it actually requires different muscles, a totally different gait cycle to mm. running. And uh, so, mate, that, that brought me just, just literally a lot of pain, <sighs> a lot of pain. And um, so that made it extra, extra hard as well. Um, it, it was, look, it's fantastic. It was, it was beautiful terrain. It was great to do it with Logan. And um, it's good to do hard things. And, uh, you know, as I was talking to my mate this morning, often life gives us long, hard things, not in our choosing. So mm-hmm. it's nice to actually um, become toughened to long, hard things 
uh, by choice mm-hmm. to actually choose to do some long hard things. And I know you often do long hard things, you know, mm-hmm. ultra marathon stuff that you've done. And it's kind of nice to try that on for a little while. And so that when life does throw you a long hard thing, you've got the mental and sometimes what's required, the physical stamina and ability to deal with it. What do you reckon about long hard things versus short hard things? Mm, I'm a I'm a fan of them. Uh, I think you. I'm a fan of them because I think you you learn a lot about yourself. Um, you at times can find yourself. You can go into dark, dark places, um, and then and then come out of it. I think it's uh, you don't. We don't do that usually willingly, right? Um, and it's nice to do it willingly. Uh, it it takes the edge off a little bit because uh, you know it's your choice, right? There's none of this like you can't throw yourself a pity party, right? You can't. You're like you know I chose to do this. Uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan. Um, I, I do like it. Um, having said that, last year probably didn't do any anything. Oh, super long, hard, voluntarily. Um, which I noticed, I think, when we talked about our individual reflections, that was in one of them. I was like, oh, I wonder why. Um, but, yeah, no, I'm a, I'm a fan. I don't think – it does help for other things, I think. On, on day-to-day, it makes little – makes short, hard, involuntary things seem easy. Hmm. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think, again, like the difference between walking and running, there's a a real different energy and mindset that's required when you do long, hard versus short, hard. And, um, but but I guess what it does bring up is that when you're doing a short, hard, it can, the the fact that it, it doesn't have a long time span to it can can make the end in sight seem because you know the end is quicker yeah uh, it's going to come around quicker I, I think it can make it a little easier mm-hmm. long hard you know like when you, we set off and it was kind of by morning tea time on first day one and i'm thinking oh, all my foot's a bit sore already on thursday uh, yeah shit i've got the rest of today and all of tomorrow right and so you know, the, the when we get when we think about the end, there's hope. Do you know? Mm. Like there's a place. It's going to be that. Oh, I can't. You know, I can't wait till the end. Can't wait to the end. You know, sometimes we start these things and it's not long in, and we go and we start to think about the end, right? <laughs> um, and the, you know, the thought of a palmer and a pot, uh, zero beer pot, by the way, our listeners. Um, the idea of a palmer and a pot, mate. That thought sort of came in. By about nine thirty, oh. <laughs> <laughs> am that is, um, and it, uh, mate, I, I've got to say, definitely on day two, uh, the idea of a palmer and a pot at the local pub um, when we finished was, um, was very. Uh, it's just it's one of the things that kept me going. The hope of you know <laughs> getting to the end, and I think that's you know when we think about so many hard things that come into our life, sometimes they get way harder. When you when there is no hope, when there is no palmer mm. and pot at the end, you can't see the palmer in the pot. It's just more hard terrain, more hard hot days, 
with no end in sight. Uh, and that's that's got to make it tricky mm-hmm. when we go long hard. Mm, yeah. How, but sometimes, you know, when you're that in it, it's really hard to see that, that mm-hmm. palm and pot. Or you don't know what that palm and pot even looks like. Like, so you knew, uh, yeah, that's a palm and pot. This is the end game. But what if, like, say, I'm trying to think of an example, uh, like an involuntary long hard, and you can't, you don't know what the palm and pot is. See, so mm. you, you can't visualize it. You can't, you don't know what that even looks like. You can't conceptualize that. What do you do then? Yeah, you know, I think uh, that's, that's where it's so important to find the time in the crazy to actually pause, stop, uh, and literally like we did on the trail, you know, make a cup of tea and just stop for a little bit and then and think about like what is the what is the end game? Where is this going? And sometimes we we can only focus on the worst. But to, to actually then think about, you know, like what is the really the worst thing that could happen? And then and when we actually do that, I've got to say 99.9% of the time, the worst thing isn't really that bad, mm. you know. Uh, it's actually quite bearable, and it's 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 quite doable. And sometimes we can actually do what's the worst thing. And if we do, if we think about it long enough, it can actually turn to you know what, this could actually be one of the best things ever. Mm. So it, we we move from a place of just not just knowing what the end game might be, but being more excited about the end game. You know, so often when we're stuck, when we're in a dark place, it's because we haven't actually explored what what is what is at the end. Mm-hmm. You know, like what is the worst thing that could happen if you know, um, it, it, you know, if 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 we get to the end of this journey, like what what could be the consequence? And sometimes we have catastrophized. We've made, as they as the old saying is, made a mountain out of a molehill. When when we really do reflect on it, it's actually it's actually not that bad. Or, like I said, it could actually be really cool. Mm. So, mate, curious to know what made that hike uh, in your top three hardest things you've done? Well, wrong wrong, wrong footwear when I've got a, a broken foot. How and is your foot now, by the way? It's sore. Yeah. It's sore. Like Saturday I woke up and it was it was like broken. I couldn't stand on it. You know, I had that. I had that big wedding. I had the big wedding to go to on Saturday, and so I literally I couldn't. But you know, you had your dance, it. mate. Uh, did did you boogie on the dance floor? A few more steps and a few more. It kind of loosens up a bit, and and um, you know, a little bit of pharmaceutical help. Yeah, and and you, you made know, it to the dance floor. Yeah, mate. I was up there right. jigging, jigging Good. up and down. Um, so, uh, yeah, so the wrong footwear, extra hot weather, which was, you know, so, um, unacclimatized to the footwear, Mm. unacclimatized to the weather, unacclimatized to the terrain. When I run, I'm not running up mountains, whereas this was, you know, the Grampians Peaks Trail, which is not Grampians Peak, Peaks which means you go up and then you come down and then you go up and then you come down and then you go up and then you come down. Uh, and so, you know, unacclimatized to that. 
So lots of unacclimatized, I think, was what made it made it extra hard. And isn't that true with anything that we do that's hard? It's because we're not acclimatized to it. Mm. Not, it's in our known. If it's already in our wheelhouse, it's not a hard thing. Yeah, it's only it's an unknown that it's uh, it's something becomes hard. Mate, so what uh, did you? Mate, what have you got hard this year? What's your long hard? Wait, hold on, hold on, rewind, rewind. I got another question for you though. Mate, what did you learn on the trail? What one? What did you learn on the trail? Here we go. Here and we then, go. what right. did you learn now post experience? Okay, I made some notes on this. Oh, you did. Look at you, mate. I made some notes on this because I was thinking about this. Uh, I was coaching a group yesterday, and and um, and, and here's here's my lessons from what I learned. Sometimes the environment works against you. Sometimes your environment, you need you get put in an environment that actually works against mm. you. I do everything as much as possible in my world because mm. I really like this is a this is a story that I have is that our environment supports you, your performance, or it almost sometimes can dictate your performance. Mm-hmm. So I my best to set myself up for a great mm-hmm. environment. But sometimes you you'll actually find yourself in an environment that does not support you, and yet you've still got to you've still got to perform. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, and that was certainly the case when it came to weather and terrain. Number two was um, follow the markers. Mate, life gives you markers. Uh, life's, you know, it actually gives you markers. Uh, follow the markers because if you don't follow the markers, uh, you'll get off trail. Um, you know, we got off trail a couple of times. Was that voluntary, not following the markers, or involuntary? Well, you know, well, so follow the markers. Life sometimes even gives you a sign, and it's not like a like it's actually written. Like it says, <laughs> "This is the way," but there are these other ways, and sometimes we we're just so in our head, and we're not present enough, and we don't pause for long enough to actually read the, and we take the wrong path. You know, how often have we done in our lives where, mm. you know, we, we, we get to a junction and there's a number of options and we, we don't really explore the options properly. We don't read the signs that life is giving us properly and we do take the wrong path, but we don't realise that it's the wrong path. You know, we get on the path and we start heading down the path and it all seems good and it's not until we're a little ways down the path, like half a K down the path, uh, and we realise this wasn't the path that we were supposed to be on. And that certainly happened. Uh, in fact, it was uh, I, using an app called All Trails. Fantastic, by the way. Listen, if you're hiking anywhere in the world, it's called All Trails. It's full of all the different trails uh, throughout the world. Um, it's um, amazing. Well, on aeroplane mode, so I was conserving battery, but I had All Trails running. And I'm heading down this path, uh, this trail, and my phone's binging. I'm thinking, what is that? I'm on aeroplane mode. How how am I getting bings? How am I getting text messages? And it just kept binging every like every minute. It was binging, and I thought this is ridiculous. Logan, let's just pause for a second, mate. I need to find out what's going on my phone. Anyway, I open it. Here's all these messages from All Trail saying, "You're off. You trail. are off trail. Do you want to continue? Do you want to continue?" And so we needed to turn around. So and as I turned around, I said to Logs. There's a K I'm going to regret at the end of the hike. <laughs> and my foot is super sore. That's a K that I just didn't need to do. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so, so it'll give you a sign. But you know what? You don't want too many. 
Life mm. would be boring. You know, uh, this is why we go hiking in the bush. This is why we go uh, and we do trail hikes. We, we go hiking is because we don't want it perfectly marked. We don't want level terrain. We don't want to be on a foot. And you just kept looking down. As long as there was a yellow line at each step you took, you knew you were on the path. Mate, boring. Mm. So we don't want life to be like that either. We want these occasional markers that as we as we go through life, you, yeah, I'm on I'm on track. Oh, there's another one. I'm on track. But in between that, you you want to be free. You want to feel like you're still treading your own path. Um, yeah, when you, like I said, when you get distracted, it costs you. You know, sometimes you're walking and you're, you're kind of looking around and uh, you're not really focused and then you do find yourself taking the, the hilly way or the, the, the rough terrain way rather than the smooth way. So beware mm. of distractions. Have someone to champion you. No way I could have done the walk without Logan to champion me along the way, to support, check in with, with me, you know, doing okay, con dad, let's go, you know, not far to go. It's important to go through life with someone to champion you, whether it's your partner, whether it's a team, mm. uh, whether it's a boss, you know, someone to champion you along the way. And here's the other thing. It's life's easier when you champion others. Mm. So not only was Logan a champion for me, but when I championed him, it made the journey easier for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that's so true of life. You know, if you can go through life and be the champion to others, it, 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 it makes things life. easier. So yeah. That was another lesson. Getting cadence. You know, this was a big lesson for me. Often I go through life at my own cadence, which is quite mm-hmm. a quick cadence. Not everyone's at that pace. And so you can end up. Your cadence, you can bring some pain to others because you're not in cadence with them. And it can make it life tricky for you too. And so just being aware of the cadence of people around you and respecting their decision to be at their cadence and finding that happy balance, um, bringing people up towards your cadence then mm. sometimes needing to bring your cadence down to their cadence or vice versa. So just be aware of the cadence of others. And so that was true for Logan and I when we were walking, you know, he would set, set the pace, but if he set the pace too hard, he'd lose me. Mm. And that, that kind of magnetic attraction between the two of us would disappear. Mm. So he had to set his cadence at just the right kind of pace. And I had to be aware of my cadence that it wasn't too slow, nor that it was too quick. Otherwise, I'd be clipping his heels. Mm-hmm. You know, there's nothing worse. You hike and there's someone right on your heels, <laughs> you know. Um, so it's getting that cadence right through life. Mm. Um, that, that was a big take home for me. Uh, and then the last thing I think was you know, the idea of finishing finishing strong. Make sure that you um, that are aware when the finish line's coming up, and that you're that you're ready to finish strong. You don't want to stumble over the line. And this was this came up for me. We came down into Hall's Gap, mm-hmm. and where you where the trail comes out, you come out at the cricket ground, and there was guys playing cricket there. And we went, ah, oh, we're done. Well, no, we still had another K to walk. To the car. To the car. Uh, and so, but we'd gone, ah, oh, 
we're done. Mm. Like we went hard to that point, right? And and then it was, oh no, we're not done. And that last K was really, really tough. Yep. So knowing where the finish line is mm-hmm. and making sure that you finish strong. So we had to kind of pick ourselves back up again and and then bring it again for that last K. So as we did mm-hmm. walk into um, home territory and we'd finish strong. So that was, that was some of the kind of the snippet lessons. The overarching lesson was, I think, the lesson around cadence. And mate, and this one that I'm still feeling into and not clear on yet, uh, that I'm getting older. Mm. I'm actually get I'm I'm actually getting older. Mate, speak to me about that because I know this is a uh, like a contention with you. Like I think you're like you don't like that the tired, and you're like no, I'm um, mate. So talk to me. You've you've pushed this one away for a long time. You're yeah. getting older and realizing that you just ca- your body can't bounce back, or what are you just can't do things as as fast or athletically, or what's what's the What's the thought process here? I think it's, it's, I'm not as flexible. I'm just, I'm just not as flexible. Mm. And I think mentally, Mm. I'm not as flexible. Mm -hmm. And you hear people saying, and I'm finding myself saying this more, I'm 54, I can do what I want. I don't have to be flexible. You know, that that (laughs) sort of comes up, right? Yes. I've earned my stripes. If I I want my tea this way, I'll have my tea this way. I know, but Logan, you love this podcast, mate. Number one listener. Um, this can be a, sometimes a challenge for Logs because, you know, the younger generation can be at times like really like what evs, mate. Yeah. What evs. But if I order a hot. Extra hot like la- la- day. Mate, I want it extra hot. I'm not <laughs> flexible on that. I know what I like, right? But, you know, when you're younger, like whether it's hot or cold, what evs, mate? What evs? <laughs> But at, at 54, nah, nah, I know I like it extra hot. <laughs> oh, that's gold. I'm not flexible on that. So I think there's a bit of that, right, when I talk about that. And, and also just not as flexible when it comes to dealing with physical physical things. Mm. Um, you know, when things, are, when things are hard and you're younger, it's it's just as hard as it is for when you're 54, mm-hmm. but you bounce back a little quicker. Mm. Um, you know, there's there's that flexibility, that elasticity almost, mm. versus just that elasticity is not there, that flexibility is not there as much. And and there was this realization that it's kind of how it's meant to be. Mm. It's kind of how it's like you're just not meant to be as flexible at 54 as you are at 24. Um, that doesn't mean they give in. So there's, it's like where where's that balance in that? Where did where you, you where did you end up landing? Between? Or are you still landing? Where did you on I that? Yeah, I okay. Landed. I haven't I haven't worked it out. It's more a more a realization that there's there's some truth in that. Mm. That at 54 I can't do what I was doing at 24, mm. and I'm not supposed to either. Mate, curious. Have you? I'm not, actually not supposed to. When and slash if do you share that with Michelle? Well, I'm curious, what did she say? Does she have like a I told you so moment? Or I've been trying to tell you this for a while? Oh, yeah. Don't worry about that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> but you know, like, 
Yeah, so it's an interesting space. So I came back and listened. And listeners, if you have not listened to Arthur Brooks talk about um, the second half, he talks. He's got a book out uh, called Strength to Strength. Have you read mm, that yet? Yeah, it's a good one. Jeez. Yeah, I have. It's like really good. Mm. It talks about the difference between fluid intelligence and crystal intelligence. When mm. young, up to the 35, 40, somewhere around there, up to that point, you're, you've got a fluid intelligence, creative, high energy, that fluid flexibility, that, that you know, adaptability and, and finding the new paths um, versus after 35, 40, you move to more crystal intelligence, which is all about it's, it's crystallized and, and there's a wisdom. You, you, you've gone the path. You can offer guidance around the journey that might be ahead, but you don't have that fluid flexibility anymore. And so... Coming back from the hike, I, I went back and, and I've done some of Arthur Brooks' work and kind of done some reading around that to understand, you know, the transition that comes after 35, 40, mm. which, mate, you're not too far away from. Mm. Mm. Right. So what, is what you're saying, I need to enjoy my uh, fluid years, mate, before I crystallise. Before you start crystallising. Yeah. And, you know, there's a difference between being... 12 and 22. Yeah, it's a, it's a different like it's phase. It's a big difference in those two, in those 10 years. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a different phase, a different, um, like a different chapter of your life, right? Like, and you, um, you live it out similarly, however, like different, like still, still within your, your personality and your character. However, uh, things change, right? Your, your values change, things that you value change, and also probably how you do things. Um, change and I think as you said before I think you're meant to right? you're meant to it's um, it's not you're not probably meant to be doing things that we did when we were 19 right uh, we did those things for a reason and you learn from them and then you and then you go on to do different things or you change the way how you do things yeah yeah so mate um, tell me uh, what's your long hard this year? Mate, that's a great, great question. Um, probably two things I can think of. Um, yeah, so... I th- yes, I'm going to say it. Oh, you know when you say it, it's like, oh, it's, it's, it's real. So I think I will do uh, another 100 this year, another 100K. Uh, depending on which one it is, not sure yet. Um, that will be definitely happening this year. I think last year there was a extended hiatus, which in reflection wasn't good, didn't feel good for everything, I think. Um, yeah, that would be a good one, I think. Um, that will bring a bit of like that voluntary long hard. I think, um, and I think like really the other one is an interesting one because it's, it's still a voluntary long heart, right? It's um, really kind of diving in to, um, to the coaching business and kind of somewhat putting your balls on the line and going, and that's a long heart. And I know it's going to be a long hard. I'm like, and I'm straying away from that. I'm like, because I, I can do a short hard. It's great. 
but a long hard go, oh, this and I'm aware it's a long hard. If you if you want it, you put it in. It's not going to necessarily reap benefits tomorrow. Um, but you, it's that consistency. It's like, it's like it's like prepping for a hundred k race, right? Like it's that consistent effort, um, week in week out to to get the results. And if you if you don't, you you won't. And I think those two this year, um, yeah, they're both but they're both interesting. They're both voluntary, um, because if if I didn't do them both, I would life be the same. On the surface, yeah, but there'll be a little bit missing, I think. Uh, there's a, There'll be a little bit of a what-if type of conversation happening in my head. Um, and, they, yeah, so I think, yeah, definitely, yeah, definitely in the running. Uh, and, and I'm a person on, I think I've talked about this before, of like once I put it, once I've entered it, I you, you back yourself in and you just find a way. And if there's no backing there's no necessity for me personally. Um, things happen slower or they don't happen at all. So if I go, okay, great, this is happening and then time keeps going for everyone. So it's like, okay, need, let's, you need to start putting the work in. So, um, but yeah, no, that'll, that's, that, that will be an exciting one, I think, where mm-hmm. it's like it's refinding that because a year of not doing it, um, is interesting. It's probably the longest time I haven't done something super long. So it's like a, like it feels like a restart, which sucks in a whole nother level. But it's also, um, it's also good. I think exciting because you can kind of have or create some fresh habits around it that, you know what, the other ones you go, I usually go mentally strong, but not physically strong. But now it's like, all right, that's how do we get the body stronger? Right, because that, that's again, it's a long heart. Right, get get your joints good, get your get get all the things that are get your hips sorted. That's a long heart, like, and but it's not it's not exciting, it's not sexy, it's it, yeah, it's a long heart. Like you can't do hip exercise for one week and go, yep, I got strong hips. Right, it's a it's a long, consistent. You don't see the benefits in a week. It's a you see the you see them long long term. So um, how do you do? That? How do you do that? How do you know if our listeners are out there and they've mm-hmm. got something that's coming up in, in and but it's a long, it's not tomorrow or the next day and it's you know it's three months, it's six months away that they've got to prep for, and the journey between now and then is full of not very sexy, quite boring, quite maintenance sort of items that need to be done. How, how do you do that? Mm. What's your strategy around that? What have you done in the past? I would identify the palmer and pot, um, and and put meaning to it. Right, put some meaning to it, like whatever your palmer and pot is. Uh, identify it, um, and put some meaning to it. Give it a story, give it some emotion, um, and and make it come alive. And then you're like, oh, this is this is why I'm sitting here. At eight o'clock at night, doing a hip exercise. Like, this is why I gotta write this uh, article to give to my marketers, or this is why I'm um, plugging away on this little thing that may not reap a benefit today, but you know it will. And then you kind of remember what that you kind of look at that palmer and pot, and you go, "Okay, great. What does that mean? Why is that palmer and pot even important?" Um, and I think if you can't put meaning to that palmer and pot, 
been a voluntary one or they're starting, I would even question why you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think it is sustainable. It is, um, it'll be like a, you can grunt your way through it, but it's not going to be enjoyable. I think you were saying this to me the, was it a few, oh, a month ago now, or nearly a month ago. Um, when we did the arrow break, you were like, oh, I want to bring a sense of wisdom this year. And as opposed to not like, like bashing, oh, well, there's a sense of ease with wisdom, right? Um, and not kind of just grunting way through with high energy, high pace. And because it, it takes your toll and you're like, go, why? There should be a sense of ease to it. And if you can't put meaning to it, or if you can't identify it, I would question why you're doing it. Yeah, imagine if you're vegetarian and you don't drink beer and someone said, mate, you just got to have a Palmer and pot. Visualize a Palmer and pot at the end. You go, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you, as you're kind of on the journey, you're thinking, hang on a minute, I don't eat chicken mm-hmm. and uh, I don't drink beer. Um, so often that's, that's, I think, true in life. You know, we get should on rather than, and, and we do what we should do not what we really want to do. Mm. And I love what you're saying there. If uh, it should be, it should, um, it could be really easy if uh, to, to really get connected and get juiced and feel a flame and feel the energy around the outcome if there's an alignment. Mm. But if, if there's not an alignment with, you know, the, where, where you're heading, then it can sometimes feel like hard work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I've got to work at getting my, you know, my really my energy around this thing, and um, yeah, maybe that's there's, that's not what you're meant to be doing. Mm-hmm. It's like now um, everyone's in a bit of. Oh, well, I say everyone. I'm going to say majority um, are in this like just I feel timid or scared world of interest rates, discretionary spending going, and it's like, I think after last week's um, podcast, I was like, I think we talked about, we talked about growth and opportunity, and it's interesting because in the last seven days, seven days, ten days or so, there's been more, uh, more opportunities or more like little things that I've just gone like, oh, let's look into this more than I have ever. And talking to other people would go, oh, no, I'm just, I'm cutting down on this. I'm cutting down on that. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, but what are you doing instead of that? And like, oh, no, nothing. We can't, we can't. And I'm like, oh, we, we should be, we should be saving now. And it's, um, it's, yeah, it's interesting because it's not, it's someone else's should. Um, and I'm like, but you've set yourself up. I'm like, you said last year this is the go year, and you're like, you're like, yeah, but I don't know anymore. I don't know, and I'm like, but you've planned for this rise. Like, I'm like, how is that? So, which is, oh, it's, it's super interesting because it's not their, um, it's their their long hard is like an, uh, they're looking at someone else's palm and pot, right? And it's like, uh, really. And, and they're not uh, they're not excited. They're like, oh, I'm going to bunker down mentality. I'm going to bunker down and I'm going to try and weather the storm. And I actually saw a quote yesterday. Um, my friends were getting married in uh, in Bali and it rained outside. That, um, 
outside the marquee and the bride and groom started dancing in the rain. Went out in, uh, in his tux and uh, her in her wedding dress and just danced in the rain and it just looked awesome. And it's like uh, the quote someone put on that was like, hey, don't wait till the storm weathers, learn to dance in the rain. Mm. Um, and because you can't choose if the rain is going to come or not, but you can learn, learn to enjoy it. Mm. No, that's really, it's really good. I, 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 uh, a mate of mine, um, um, Paul Dunn, uh, mm. the famous Paul Dunn from B1G1, um, when your vision becomes more powerful than your memory, your future becomes more powerful than your past. When your vision becomes more powerful than your memory, your future becomes more powerful than your past. Mm. So many, so many people stay in in memory. I remember the times, the good old times, or you know, you know, I've been burnt before. Uh, you, you know, they spend so much time in memory rather than in vision, looking where they want to head. And when we do look where we want to head, your future becomes way more powerful than whatever's happened in the past. Secondly, I think. Do you know environment dictates, supports performance? Uh, I we put on the TV the other day, and I think it was sixty minutes was on. We never watched, you know, what about you? But we almost don't watch any free to air TV anymore. No, same. Anyway, I don't know. This, it was sixty minutes was on, and it, something caught our attention, and it was about this helicopter crash on the Gold Coast. And I said to Michelle, "When did that happen? Like, what was it? When did that happen?" Mm-hmm. And, you know, we kind of watched the thing and it was like a month ago. There was this big helicopter crash on the Gold Coast. Mm-hmm. We didn't know anything about it. I got back from my hike and flicked the telly on and they were talking about Turkey and this earthquake in Turkey. Didn't know anything about it. And the media just loves, just loves creating negative stories. It loves creating that fear. I mean, it thrives on fear. Media has always thrived on fear. And so there are people at home that just watch, you know, we've talked about this, you know, they get up and watch the morning program and they'll hear three or four times in an hour the story, right? Mm. The seven, you know, 6.30 breaking news and then the 7 o'clock news and maybe the 7.30 news before they leave home and head to work. And then they've got the radio on listening to the news on the radio. And I get home from work just in time to catch the 6 o'clock news then I watch, you know, a bit of Married at First Sight and whatever else. And then just before they go to bed, they think I must catch the late news. And that's the last thing they put in their head. And they've heard the the negative story. They've heard about Turkey uh, and all the people that have died, you know, seven or eight times. Mm. They've gone, you know, throughout that whole day. And, you know, whilst it is super sad and, you know, if it was my parents that had passed away in an earthquake, uh, or one of my loved ones, I'd be I'd be devastated too. But I heard them, you know, the media talking about one Australian has passed away, and then it was two Australians. Why? Well, there's lots of Australians dying every day, motor vehicle accidents mm. in in our country, right? Not overseas, in our country. In our country. Yeah, yeah, um, you know. Boating accidents, just drownings, yeah. whatever, falling over, banging their head. And 
two Australians, like they just kept repeating, two Australians have died, two Australians have died. And, and, and with all the love, I, you know, I, I, I say this, it's only two Australians. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you hear it often enough, you, it starts to become like a big deal. Mm. And we start thinking in our head, well, that's a big deal. Oh, my God, two Australians. Um, but how many Australians die every day? How many people lose their mother or their father or a loved one every day? Mm. So, Mate, it's like, and again, I, I've strayed away from this topic, but I will talk about it now. Uh, and I respect anyone who's had family members, this is my disclaimer here, who've got serious Ill's, illness and, and death from this. But when Victoria and Victoria mainly, but other states were, were like, oh, we've got 10 cases of COVID, right? And we were talking to uh, in-laws in the States and like, we've got 20,000 today. And another state's got 100,000 today. Right, and it was like, and it's business as usual, uh, and it was just that media changes and media's like, yep, we've got that, but we're still going ahead, right? And one one country's media is going, hey, yep, we've got this, and this is dire. The world is going to end. It, it, zombies are on the road, and it is like the Walking Dead series has come alive. Batting on your hatches. Don't even go near him. Wear a hazmat suit. And you're like, fuck. Right? It's these numbers. Like, people don't give them uh, comparison numbers in media, media, right? They put a number in and it's like, oh, wow. But then when you test those numbers and you go, hey, look, but X amount died in your, uh, your council, your state. And they're like, oh, really? And it, it, it fact checks it. It, goes, it puts it in, uh, in perspective which um, I don't think people put things in perspective often enough or put it through a filter. They just, they're happy to be led by whatever the, whatever the narrative is at the time. And the majority of the narrative is negative. And, uh, you know, I was watching, uh, this was all part of this whole, whatever hour or so that I was watching. It must've been on the, on Saturday when I came back after the hike trip, I was a foot up on the couch and flicked the hotel TV on. And, um, and then the, one of the, the news, the news anchor said, "Anyway, everyone loves a good story. So here's a good story. It's like, are you kidding me? You liar! You liar! You do not like a good story. You know what you're about to say? It's going to give no interest to anybody at all, mm. and they can't wait for you to, you know, go to the next story, which is a negative story. Um, so, yeah, negativity sells." It doesn't matter what we say, you know, you and I, and, you know, over the years I've heard people talk about, you know, someone should create a positivity newspaper. It wouldn't sell. It wouldn't sell. It's not going to sell. It wouldn't sell. Um, Um, So, sorry, go on. Guard your your home. Guard who literally, physically, beware of who you let into your house. Mm -hmm. Physically, like literally. Who are you mixing with? Who are you inviting to the dinner party and the barbecue? Be, be wary of what station you listen to on the radio. I, I have, I, I listen to digital radio and I have, um, I listen to dance, um, digital dance hits. I just listen to dance hits all the time. I get in my car and there's this cool doof doof upbeat, positive, you know, thing playing in my car. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't listen to rap. 
Uh, it's all negative. It's swearing. It's like, no, no, no rap. Um, <laughs> maybe that's a 54-year-old thing. Um, I just listen to positive, upbeat music. I just, that's, you know, that's, that. I, I, don't, I don't put the radio on in my car. I don't watch TV. Uh, except, as I've said, these couple of little bursts, and it's like, oh my god, you know, that's my dose for the mm. for the half a year. Yeah. If you think about that media ingestion, it is the the type of fuel you put into your car, right? And then, depending on the type of fuel you put in your car, that's how that's how your vehicle runs, right? And I think it's, yeah, I think people need to be aware and make an intentional choice if you're choosing that. Great. And you know what? I support it if you're making an intentional choice. But just make intentional choices on what you're what you're putting in. Because um, I think it leads to when we're talking about the long hard, uh, like that subconscious choice because it's easy to flick that on and ingest that type of media. People will stray away from doing voluntary long hards, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and then... When life gives you a long hard, oh, it's all hell breaks loose. You can't hope, you have breakdowns, everything is in all sorts. And that may happen anyway if you're doing, if you've done a few voluntary long hards, um, but it's going to be harder, right? It's going to be harder because you're not going to voluntary um, go for some of these things or voluntary put yourself in these, in these, uh, in these situations. Mm. Mm. My take home for today's uh, episode for oh. our listeners. What do you reckon? What's the what's the message in today? Well, I got a couple. I think. I think. Um, be aware of what you're what you're digesting, what you're putting in, uh, including your circle, um, and. What would be your long hard for this year, right? I think, and what would be your voluntary long hard? And and one person's long hard might be different in terms of time frame, but it could be like pick something, challenge yourself to pick something for like my long hard, maybe a month or maybe two weeks, whatever it is. Like I I would just challenge yourself to go um, think a little outside the box there and um, yeah, grow a little bit with that. So I think there's there's value in uh, voluntary doing a long hard. Mm. What about you, mate? Uh, I think as, as our, one of our ex-prime ministers, Malcolm Fraser, always said, life wasn't meant to be easy. One of my mum's favourite saying, actually. Life wasn't meant to be easy. And, and I just think that's the take home. Guys, it's not meant to be easy. It's actually going to be it's going to be hard. I think we mm. talked about this on the last episode. You know, there's going to be some really dark, miserable, awful moments. There's going to be moments like that in your relationship, moments like that in your health, moments that like that in your career, and that's just how life is meant to be. Be ready for them. They're coming. They're coming. If you're having a great week this week, and it's all <laughs> sunshine and rainbows and butterflies, <laughs> mate. Enjoy. Uh, listener, because there's a dark, miserable time coming. Be ready for it. Be uh, be a prepper. Do the prep work so that when the dark, miserable time comes, you're ready 
Mm. Um, you're ready to take it on. It's still going to suck, but it'll be way more bearable if you're ready. So um, that was, I don't want to end on a negative note. <laughs> I think, I think it, you know, it's, that's just life. Imagine, like I said, you know, we want markers on along the way, but not too many. Mm. Mm. Uh, you know, there's that balance between the comfortable and the uncomfortable. Yeah. And uh, some greatness can really come out of the uncomfortable. Mm. But I think, oh, mate, mate, just on that before you before we sign off, but but you know we know these people that are prepared for these like super dark, uncomfortable times, right? And you look at them during these times, and they've got their. It seems like they've got their shit together, and you're like, how? And they still seem happy, go lucky, and all that when their world is crumbling down. Um. Because they've prepped, because they've put, and they know it's not always sunshine rainbows, and so they choose to, they're choosing to respond as opposed to reacting, um, and yeah, that's a good one. I like that one. Yeah, and it's not to be negative. Life is incredible because it's full of amazing times and times that suck. That's what makes life incredible. Mm. So having the mindset that the suck times is what makes life incredible. Mm-hmm. So there's no negativity to it. You know, our parents are going to die. Mine have. Mm-hmm. Uh, family, immediate family is going to die. My brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jim, you're going to go before me, mate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> do you know our partners are going to pass yeah. away? Uh, Michelle, you're going to go before me. Um, <laughs> um, you know, like, we're just a really, it's just going to happen. Mm. It's inevitable. Mm-hmm. And um, just, you know, getting all good with that. Mm. We're going to pass away. Mm. Get, get all good with that. Mm. Just recognize that life's hard, mm-hmm. as Malcolm Fraser said. So um, get good with it and, and just love life. Yeah. Uh, it's not a negative thing. So, yeah. All right. So good. As always, listeners, till next time. See you, mate. Yeah. Thanks for listening to another episode of Lifelong Learner. If you like this episode and want to know more and hear other episodes, head over to lifelonglearnerpodcast.com where you can subscribe to our newsletter where you'll be the first to know when new podcast episodes come out. And if you want to say hello, tell us a joke or ask us a question, send us an email at hello at lifelonglearnerpodcast.com. Thanks again.